0: drunk valorant episode number 33 uh good to see your beautiful faces here um for those of you listening i guess i don't know
1: it, you uh, don't exist to us that's in the, <laughs> yeah. right in the future that's uh,
0: that, that's patreon yeah. content there um but yeah so let's just let's just kick her right on in here hunter uh you got a drink in hand I'm assuming you Absolutely,
2: do. dude. And this one I'm extremely excited about because this is a drink that I'd been looking for for multiple months. I'm not sure how many exactly, but it is a. Uh, this is called Monkey 47. It That's is balsamic a,
3: vinegar in a bottle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I literally just have a think of uh, vinegar. That'd be great. No, this is a gin brewed in the Black Forest of Germany. Uh Cass, can you read what's on the bottom uh of the bottle there?
0: Pfortzwald Dry Gin.
2: Okay, great. Uh now do you want to try pronouncing that correctly?
0: Pfortzwald Dry Gin. <laughs>
2: okay, I, I was waiting for this moment because you like to get all fancy with your like Spanish and French pronunciations of mm-hmm. stuff. But this is actually Schwarzwald Dry Gin. That's that's the correct German way to say that. Schwarzwald. Uh, <clears throat> interesting. Yes, W's are pronounced as V's in German. And then, like, R-A-Z is, like, Ots rather than R's. Mm. So, yeah, Schwarzwald. That's yeah, the Black of Forest in, of Germany. It's funny because
0: yeah. uh, my, uh, my dad works for a company called uh, Schwartz Architects, mm-hmm. which is spelled the exact same way as the beginning of that. So, it, yeah, so it's re- guessing... he
3: works for Schwarz Architects. Yeah, yeah, so I'm
0: guessing yeah, he yep. works for Schwartz Architects, but, like, yeah, yeah. the company's just so heavily Americanized. And like, that's just the guy who owns the company's last name right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's great. I
0: I saw the spelling of the first part and I'm like, Oh, I got this. (laughs) I was like, I I might not get the end, but I definitely got the stuff. Yeah. So, you know, uh,
3: my, yeah, my
2: last name is German, but, uh, pretty quickly, my family just Americanized it. So it's none of us pronounce my last name the way it should be pronounced for German. So, you know, I'm, I'm with
3: you there. Now, now two bad jokes came into my mind while we were having this conversation. Okay. Here's uh, option. Number one was, uh, You miss 100% of the Schwatz you don't take. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, And then the second was, uh, you know, a round of schwatz on me.
0: Uh, The first one, the first one was way better. The second one is... You should have led led
3: with the second
2: one there, Chase. (laughs) Yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, if I could move on from the pronunciation slightly, uh, this is a gin that when I was shopping for gin one time at the liquor store, there was like a much bigger bottle of it. And I just met this this dude, and I don't know if he works at a liquor store or not, because this particular liquor store, everyone dresses like very casual uh, for people who work there. But anyway, he was talking me through the different gins, and he said, you really got to try the Monkey 47. Um, and then every time I went back to the store after that, they didn't have it. So I was actually at a wedding, and we were at this like fancy venue down in... Um, I forget where it was.
3: (laughs) But
1: anyway, memorable. There was a liquor store.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, this was actually the rehearsal dinner reception. I remember where the wedding was, but the uh, reception, there was like a liquor store attached. And turns out they had it. And I was so excited because it's a it's like a fruity gin with a lot of flavor to it. But like, it's very subtle. So it's like extremely easy drinking, you know, very dry. It's basically what I want
1: in a gin. So I'm extremely hyped to have it and i'm having it as a gin and tonic i'm not just straight drinking the gin even though i have done that mm.
0: all righty chase what do you got there
1: all right well
3: i'm pretty boring uh, it's not a very boring beer but i've had it before so you know that that makes it boring right yeah. so we're i'm drinking the dark sour that by fieldhouse brewing mm-hmm. um classic favorite of mine but you know it can never go wrong with a full 10% strong beer mm-hmm. that's a sour Um, and I thought I was going to follow that up with some old Milwaukee's, uh, just cheap beer, but turns out, uh, Cass and Tony wiped me out. So, no, no,
0: (laughs) did we finish them all?
3: Apparently the box was still in the fridge though. So whoever, whoever was, uh, last to grab beers from there, juked me out because I assumed that I had beer left and they just left the empty box in the fridge instead. Oh, so that's a party towel right to a, there. That's
0: going to have to be a Tony play. Cause he handed me a beer last night.
3: Yeah. The, the funny things I, I think are, is that, you know, there was a couple of days ago we were like, Hey, let's like sit around and have a beer. And I was like, you know, I have beers. Like, let's get some, like, here, here's a couple of beers for you guys. And then ever since then, in the last couple of days, when we were sitting around having a beer, it was as if I had just given a blank check to those beers (laughs) because somebody would have an old Milwaukee in their hand and I would be like hmm I didn't offer you another one of those but I guess we're all drinking my beer so (laughs) yeah, seems a misunderstanding was had there
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it was fine it's it's not that big of a deal
2: interpretation uh, by certain members of your house there Chase
3: (laughs) Cass was also giving me whiskey so I'm not going to complain about Cass drinking the beer at least (laughs) after how much we've roasted tony on this podcast we need to get him on i know i know okay one one more story of roasting tony right so tony owes me Mm. a bottle of tequila right uh because oh
0: i forgot about that
3: because he he broke a bottle of tequila that i had and like i think it was half full so it wasn't like a full bottle not like the biggest loss but it was a pretty nice bottle so i was like you know just you know if you want to don't replace that bottle just get me a standard bottle of tequila, like cheap shit. Right. Yeah. Cause I want just give me something that kind of replaces like what half a bottle would be. Right. Um, and so like he, he comes home the other day, um, and he, he pulls up with a bottle of absinthe, and he goes, oh here you go, chase <laughs> the guy at the liquor store. Like I tried buying tequila and he was like, no, 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 you want this. <laughs> <laughs> and, the and so I was like, Hm, bruh, I hate
1: absinthe <laughs>
3: <laughs> like black liquor like a an flavor is the worst flavor to me, so it was a bit of an l because I feel like it was a kind of a nice bottle of absinthe that he was like, this would be maybe nice as like a a replacement, but I really like I would have taken shitty like Jose Cuervo yeah, like that's not something tequila at all. Yeah. I had to look
2: it up to make sure I w- wasn't tripping, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I don't know I why the guy at the liquor store was like, oh, you thought tequila? You must want absinthe instead? Like, what?
3: See, I don't know. Like, that's just what I've heard. I don't know if that's actually how the liquor store interaction went down. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I know, because, yeah, I, I personally like uh, absinthe and, like, the anise flavor. Like, I like sambuca. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I like white sambuca. I don't love dark sambuca. But, like, so I, I don't mind the absinthe, but... Like, I, I know that that's a flavor that Chase hates. <laughs> so it's kind of funny to see Tony rock up with that. I also thought he just bought it for you for your birthday. I didn't realize that was, like, the replacement.
3: Yeah, no, that was the replacement.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, speak of the devil, he's now in the background of Cass's video, so... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just wave hi to, let's go. to him for a second. But, yeah, anyway, Cass, what are you drinking tonight?
0: Um, let's see. So I got a bourbon, the Woodford Reserve. Uh kentucky straight bourbon Idiot. no
2: way really
0: yeah
2: uh-huh. dude that's wild because yeah. at the wedding i mentioned i literally tried that specific bur- uh, bourbon for like the first time ever because someone who lives in uh uh ohio like actually got it like from the brewery there
0: hmm. well it's a distillery not a brewery but yeah sorry okay.
2: distillery yeah right <laughs> yes. uh, yeah embarrassing mistake i'll edit it out <laughs>
0: Okay, so yeah, I don't know. It's like this is like the alcohol of the Kentucky Derby. Um, oh, cool. And yeah, we just had the liquor store the other day, and they were out of my go-to, which is Bullet. Like typically, I go with a Bullet Bourbon, but they only had the Bullet Rye. You yeah,
1: have so talked I about the gone. Bullet before.
0: Uh yeah, just drinking on some um, some of the Woodford Reserve tonight.
3: Yeah, it's pretty good. That's the uh the whiskey that Cats have been giving me. Uh at the same time because yeah. I also wanted a bottle of bullet I I bought a bottle of Basil Hayden. So that's what I've been sipping on too. But...
2: Is Basil Hayden also whiskey?
3: It yeah. is. It's another
2: but bourbon. It's a
0: bourbon.
3: Cool,
2: cool.
0: Well, alrighty. So, we decided to run this podcast a bit later on this week here so we could all get a a chance to play on uh the new map. So that's going to be the first topic of discussion here. You guys have any um immediate takes on this new map, Pearl?
3: Uh oh, man, I miss Split. Really? Said no one ever. Yeah, that no one ever, <laughs> honestly. Except Cipher Mains, the the five of them that there are. Yeah, you you good riddance.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly.
3: But yeah, I think that uh Pearl has been super cool. Like I haven't been able to play it as much as I would have liked. Um, And I think there's always, like, a funny trade-off here at the beginning uh, when they release a new map of wanting to play comp and reveal my rank and uh, wanting to play, like, the new map in, in, like, the solo Pearl queue. Yeah. So I've kind of done a mix of both and not gotten a full taste of either of them. So (laughs) it's like... Same with me, yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, Jack of all trades, Master of None kinda of deal. But so far so good on the on the Pearl. I've been been really enjoying it. Got some like unique features to it, especially the whole mid area is pretty fucking wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah no I so I have not touched comp at all since the act reset. Um uh, and I've just been playing Pearl. But I I kinda like the map so far. But I'm definitely leaning more towards playing Jet on it than Chamber.
1: I feel like like, that's understandable.
0: Maybe as I get to know the map better, and, like, it does seem like, especially, like, for, like, an overtime round or a pistol round, when you have so much more time before the barriers go down, you could probably set up some really interesting TP locations. Like, across mid. Um. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not like loving playing the chamber on that map.
1: Well,
3: it's tough because mid is very inaccessible quickly. So like trying to set up TPs through there, um, like you're saying, like you need more time because to get into mid the quickest way originally, you have to like crouch walk through sewers there, um, which is not a, I mean it's just losing time. And then everything is so disconnected from each other. That, I'm, I'm sure you can do some, like, weird, like, TP shenanigans to make it faster for yourself, but it's gonna be, I think, difficult to get, like, a lot of different setups in there.
0: Well, I mean, you can always, yeah. like, just you drop one and spawn, you run to where you want to go, you drop the other one, TP back to spawn, pick it up.
3: Yeah, but I'm I saying that getting from spawn through, okay. into mid is a time yeah. waste, right? Like, right, you can right, do right. that on the other side of sewers, but I I, I feel like... It just might be difficult, or you might run out of time pretty quickly there,
0: yeah, um and also, um, I know this is getting a bit more in depth into the map, but somebody kind of pointed out, and like I don't know the call outs for' him yet, but like that little hallway that goes from like mid double doors area over to b site, Yeah. um, there was somebody who. Was breaking down um, how like uh, split plays out in pro games and comparing it to this new map, and was basically saying that he he doesn't think that that map will get like any use besides just like a faster rotate to get over to A.
3: Like that part of that part. Yeah, of I, I got confused map. by what you're yeah.
0: saying there. Yeah, what I know. Yeah, What are you talking
3: about? Breaking down how split was used in competitive play. That. You're, you're kind of all like over the, the way, place
0: here. Yeah, okay. So like the way that you attack like B site split um basically heavily incentivizes you because it's such a tight choke getting out of garage onto B site, it heavily mm-hmm. incentivizes you to take B heaven control on split.
1: Right, right. That to, makes sense.
0: to draw defenders attention away from just this super tight choke. Um and because the main entrance to b site doesn't have that on pearl because it's on pearl on pearl because the main entrance to b site despite just being a very long corridor is fairly wide open and util doesn't absolutely fuck you the same way say a raisnade would into b garage or like a, a tether or like an asterisk sock um like, because you can't get yeah. as outright screwed on B-Long, and it's mostly just aim duels, that you're more incentivized to just send a lot of people that way and not worry about the other entrance to B. Um, and because... Being through the mid, clips, the other entrance yeah, to B. Yeah, the other yeah. entrance to B being through mid there. And because it's... Because of the way in which that double doors area that you have to get through is such a brutal choke point that they were thinking that... it's not going to see a lot of action people are just going to avoid that section of the map on attack
3: i mean double doors is a bit of a brutal choke point but i think it can also be cleared well um i don't know as you were saying what agents you were playing on this map to just to back up a little bit um Mm -hmm. i've been playing fade only mostly because i've always like i've wanted to be getting into like playing fade but i find it's hard to pick up a new character when I want to be playing comp all the time. So, this is kind of like a, you know, two birds stoned at once. And you can, I can like learn the map and learn fade simultaneously. I love okay. your take on that expression, Chase.
0: Okay, so apologies. We've had some technical difficulties with uh, some recording software. Uh, unfortunately, we've missed a bit of the recording. A bit? But...
3: Like, fuck, that yeah. was a lot.
0: Okay, but we're. we're... Yeah. We're just gonna jump back in and um, we'll get through what we got through. So uh, Hunter's gonna have a hell of a time trying to put this all together and have things make sense, but that's his job. So
3: no, no, it, it'll yeah. all be it'll all be good. <laughs> like we we're talking about some boring shit anyway. You don't even want to hear it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about fucking map callouts for a long ass time.
3: If you want to hear that, <laughs> um, then let us know and we'll uh, we'll go back over it. But for now, we're just gonna be like, yeah, fuck that shit and uh we're gonna move on um uh, okay general impressions Cass. Cassie kind of got yours in the recording yeah. already um you're saying you don't like you don't like chamber um on this map on on this map um yeah, yeah I was saying I I play I've been playing fade uh I like fade I like the uh I like the map too um it's just cool to be playing a new character on a new map it's just learning everything at once and so yeah i don't know i I feel like i've covered this shit i don't know yeah it's so weird re-recording shit that i feel like i've already talked about we've never had
2: to do this before this is actually a first for us it's
3: funny because like in podcasts that i listen to like this happens like kind of consistently you know it does not like often but in in most podcasts this happens to people so it's just it's funny going through the experience ourselves um, <laughs> so right, hunter right. you you haven't really had the chance to to give your opinions on on uh pearl yet so let, let's hear him
2: yeah so i've loved this map so far um it's i think we'll have to see i think it's in my top 3 favorite maps the other two being haven and bind and it actually reminds me a lot about haven Uh, 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 It reminds me a lot of Haven. I don't know what I said about there. Um, It has a lot of tight angles. There's a good variety. In particular, uh, B site on Pearl with the very long corridor to get to it reminds me a lot of C site on Haven. And the importance of Mid, along with the sort of convoluted nature of how you access it, reminds me a lot of, you know, the way Mid works on Haven, where you can get there from Garage or b from defender side or you can get there from top mid or um grass from attacker side and there's just a lot of different angles that come out of that similarly to this map in mid um so yeah i think there's a this will be a really fun map to watch at the pro level and to play um i'm digging it i can't wait to get into my first uh comp game on this map because you know you can only learn so much from playing unrated on a map i feel like
3: oh definitely because everyone's just fucking around and like, oh, yeah. as it's been played so far, everyone's learning the map. Nobody knows the callouts, right? Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, how anything should be coordinated, where you should lurk, all, all the above, right? So it's a yeah. lot of just five-man rushes into sight, and people not really knowing what they're doing, just fucking around. As if it were any standard unrated game, because you don't really care about your rank.
0: Yeah, but I was going to say, I think people are taking this more seriously than they would your average unrated game simply because it is most likely people that are trying to get a feel for the map before it shows up in the competitive queue. So it like it's not just like, oh, this is in comp now. I guess I'm playing this with RR on the line. Like I, I feel like people are taking it on average more seriously than they would just a standard unrated game.
3: Yeah, I mean, I well, agree. I- there's, there's a middle ground there that I think that this falls under. But... I would say it falls more toward the unrated side of things, uh, specifically because people don't have the information or team play or knowledge of the map in general to actually play how you would in competitive. So it it feels more like an unrated than it does competitive queue.
2: Yeah, and I've played, like, I want to say, like, seven games on this map, and um, I, I feel like... You know, in a regular unrated game, people are super aggressive and not very strategic because they know how to do those things on the map, but they just don't care because it's unrated. Whereas in this case, I feel like people are super aggressive and, you know, not very coordinated because they have no idea how to actually do those things.
3: So I feel like the
2: result is the same. It's just maybe the mindset is different, but that's kind of hard to judge. Well, and here
3: I feel like a lot of people... A lot of people yeah. are trying to figure out what's going to work, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like where can yeah. I be aggressive? Where can I take these these peaks? Uh and where right. am I just going to get fucking tapped because the like
1: yeah, know, the just angles really, is not for me. Angle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so
3: like in an unrated you might you might take those peaks just cuz you're going to be like fuck it, maybe I'm better than them. You know, but you know that it's not a good peak for you. Here it's like is it a good peak? I don't know. Let's try it. So, yeah. There's, there's yeah, a lot like, of that shit.
0: I, I've definitely struggled with... Um, both on attack and defense. It's just like... How aggro can I be... Through mid... Without getting... Severely punished for it, right? It's right.
1: like... It, it,
0: if I swing out really early... To take a duel in mid... Is the other... like Is the enemy team going to be in position to punish me... In time... If I don't... like? Do I need to worry about this angle... Could I ask my teammate to smoke it off? Or if I'm playing Jet, could I drop my own smoke on it? Like, can I get away with that or without doing that and just push up? Um, so I definitely agree that there there is absolutely this element of what can I get away with? It, which just exists in people experimenting with, um, you know, being a new map. And also, like, I do on average have a more aggressive Try to take duels immediately. Playstyle, yeah, that
1: just
3: exists in your playstyle, yeah. Cass. Yeah, can I get away with this? You've stated on the okay. podcast before that is your yeah. playstyle: is you you play the game as if can I get away with this, and then if you can't, then you adjust. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's can what you, that's what you're stating, yeah. but like I don't know if that's what you do. But yeah, <laughs> ooh, ooh.
0: Okay, yeah. But uh, an interesting question that I've got for you guys because I. I think this will actually end up playing a more interesting role later on down the line. But what are you guys feeling Phantom Vandal-wise on this map?
3: That's tough because I immediately think, like, tight angles, especially mid, is very, like, kind of close quarters if you get into more, um, like, defender side mid. And that feels super Phantom-oriented. But then yeah. the existence of B-Long <laughs> just makes it a vandal. Like like that whole corridor is just vandal op paradise, right? Yeah. Um, I found I find that you have a bit of a dichotomy similar to Icebox here on your sites, where a attacking a that's a good comparison. Is, um, yeah, wow. Going to be a lot more closer range weapons, closer range duels. Uh, and then B, you're going to need uh longer range weapons, so like, you know, your marshal, your vandal, your op guardian is going to excel on, on B while, you know, maybe You're not you...
2: going to specter rush B long on offense. <laughs> exactly, sure. but you could specter yeah. rush
3: on A, so I find that yeah. very similar to Icebox. And that's something that I noticed mm-hmm. while I was playing games too, of like, oh, if we're saving this round, it's much more advantageous to go on and attack A than try to Peek down these long corridors to be.
0: Yeah, but in the same vein, I mean, the defenders can also read into that too, right? It's like yeah, a, and they, they, don't they can
3: do that buy. on on uh icebox as well. But like, that's yeah. how it works.
0: Right, yeah. right.
2: And um, then on icebox, you have the change-up where sometimes on a save round you'll push okay, mid. But I, and I, I imagine say, the same thing will happen here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I will say the difference though on icebox is on a site. Yes, once you get up, like once you start pushing onto a site specifically, there are those tighter like, closer-knit corners in which uh, having a Phantom is probably advantageous over having a Vandal. However, A still allows you to have somebody positioned up on belt, hanging back, like, kind of covering the flank, but also looking down rafters and over towards, like, screen areas, in which, like, that's outside a Phantom one-tap range for sure. And so the Vandal does well there. Um, whereas like, yeah, the reason why I brought this up is because I think that the majority of the mid area, plus a good amount of A, is like, that. that's phantom distance dueling, in which the phantom's probably going to be better. And so, are you going to see a scenario in which if you're going to end up playing B this round, you buy a vandal, but if you're going to end up playing more towards mid or A, you'll buy a phantom? Because I haven't had that with any other map before like, I'm I surprised
1: don't... that you don't have
3: that on on icebox specifically um i mean for for me i'd say that i like I used to be a phantom only guy and now I've completely 180 180 and I'm pretty much vandal only I rarely rarely buy a phantom um interesting which which is wild to, if you would have told me six months ago that I would be only buying a vandal and never buying a phantom i I would have called you fucking insane. Um,
0: well, I think it was more, I think that's closer to like a year ago. When did the original RGX pack come out?
3: Yeah, but even after that for a while, I don't know, th- that, that's been a while, but I don't think it's been a year because we haven't been doing this podcast for a year and I was talking definitely during this podcast about how um, I am a phantom user. Yeah. That's fair.
1: Okay, for sure.
3: But yeah, I, I think that I will definitely be buying Vandal more because that's, what i do on every map um but what is better probably phantom in general here unless you're planning on pushing b long
0: cuz i kind of go against the grain on on breeze like just because i've been trying to become more of a a phantom player lately and mm. i feel like you know i i feel like i'm more consistent with the Phantom throughout the course of a game, whereas on given rounds, obviously the Vandal has more pop-off potential. But I I find that, like, even on a map like Breeze, which is known to be a more Vandal-heavy map, um, I'll often say, fuck it, and just buy a Phantom. But I also just recently, courtesy of uh, Hunter, acquired a, a shiny new Vandal skin. Mm-hmm. Um. So obviously, I haven't touched a phantom since the since the Prelude uh, to Chaos pack came out, and oh, yeah. I've just been using the Vandal. He's a pretty dope uh, Vandal. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I will say, in case anyone just thought, you know, I was cast, is, uh sugar, sugar daddy, daddy or something, that relates. Yeah, that relates to the Yoru bet that I lost a while back.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
2: why I had to buy it for him. Took a while for him to cash it in because he was waiting for a skin worthy of it, but yeah. finally, it's here. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. and speaking of bets, because we're on the topic, I just wanted to let you guys know that I will be cashing in my my bet for the uh, battle pass, um, on on this current battle pass. Oh,
2: very cool. Okay, so we need to both send you five bucks. Is that yeah. is that how this works? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I, I don't cast us not to send you five bucks. You can just give it to you in person. <laughs> I have to send you five <laughs> bucks. Um. Speaking also of bets, I had an idea just during the podcast. The host Cass, will be caught completely off guard by this. Whoa! Um, I have an idea for our first ever three-way bet.
0: Wait, but the battle pass one was a three-way bet.
2: Well, okay, it was a three. It was a three-way bet in that we were all involved, but. To, oh, no, you're right, you're right, that was a three-way bet. So
3: our second-ever three-way bet. <laughs> <laughs> second-ever three-way bet, let's
2: go. <laughs> you're right, you're right, I forgot about that one. Hmm. Okay, anyway, the the bet is who will first get a comp ace on their main on Pearl?
3: Ooh, okay, okay. That's, that's okay, the bet. I, like. I mean...
0: I think Chase is slightly less favored here. I am I am definitely less favored in terms
3: of agents, but I think that that's not necessarily what determines aces. Although, in general, uh, especially I've definitely because gotten it's a new fewer map. aces than, than you two. But at yeah, the same would, time, the new map throws a
2: little bit of variation that, in that. That does. Not that like, does. yeah.
0: And did, did you specify comp?
2: Yes, I did specify okay. comp. Yeah.
0: Okay, so this can't even take place for, like, another week.
2: True, um, true. Yeah, because unrated aces are like, whatever, you know, yeah. the other team could not be trying. They could have someone right. AFK. I, I, okay,
0: yeah. so I'm thinking we've, I, I think we've kind of come to the conclusion that Chase is slightly less favored in this bat, just based off agent. But, oh, and, but, and the fact yeah. that
3: I'm that I'm playing a new agent on this map. Um. Yeah. Who knows if I will continue that in comp, that's a, a week from now decision, but... Mm-hmm. As of now, I, I'm like, this is not a great bet for me. But fuck it, I'll take it anyway.
0: Yeah. I, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, Hunter, between the two of us, yeah. do you feel that you're favored or do you feel that you're unfavored?
3: I feel like between us two, it's fairly even. See, I find that this is a bet that favors Cass because he plays a fucking broken agent. Although he just described that he doesn't like playing them on this map. So, <laughs> um, yeah you know Uh, i mean maybe that balances shit too yeah part of the the difficulty is because tracker isn't reliable at actually
2: tracking aces i'm not sure like who tends to get more aces between me and Cass. i would lean towards maybe Cass, but i feel like it's close enough to not really matter with the additional variability of the new map
0: yeah and also the fact that like you can't just be like oh i'm gonna ace here I mean, when you get four kills, you could just W key it down and be like, "Hey."
2: (laughs) I mean, that's honestly what I normally do when I when I have four kills. Like, I don't ask my team for the ace; I just start, you know, booking it to the right person. Okay, but if there's a bet on the line,
0: people are gonna gonna be asking her team. If the three of us are queued together yeah. and you're on for a 4K, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna no go steal that fucking voice. ace. Yeah,
3: we just throw the it round; it's like double overtime. All three of us are w keying yeah. in to not lose
2: this bet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. be so, so I don't know. I want to put like, you know, but ten bucks on the another, line? For yeah, toss us. another yeah. battle
0: pass on it.
3: Yeah,
2: let's oh, talk okay, another yeah, battle, battle pass? pass on it. Yeah, let's talk
0: a battle pass on yo, it. Winner, winner takes a battle pass? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a um, decent bet, like, uh, stakes. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep.
0: Yeah, because I'm thinking that, like, I'd, I I want to go ahead and say if Hunter is playing the Yoru, on average, I'd say he's favored over me. But there's always a scenario in which a team decides to death ball down B long, and I'm sitting there with a chamber ult or an op. True, true. Like So like I, I, I don't know, I guess it just like comes into like which one of those scenarios happens first, right? Yeah. Like hunter hunter yeah. getting a like uh a god TP with Yoru onto site. Mm-hmm. um, just quickly taking out three of them and then aggressively pushing through to catch the uh the other people rotating over. Um versus yep. me on defense and having the enemy team just deathball into sight on me.
3: Yeah, you know? I, I think the reason why I'm more disadvantaged in this um, and that is because of the agent but just a little bit more nuanced to that is that I am never in those situations where I can get five kills in one go.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Almost all of my aces I'd say all of my aces have been like I get a 2k I get another 2k and then I get the last or I get like you know they're much more spread out. Yeah, um, I, yeah.
2: I think mine tend to be much more spread out than Cass's, simply because you know, with the op, he could get, like, a collat and then one more kill, and that's three. Whereas it's a pretty, it's very, very rare for me to Yoru TP and get three. Like, yeah, I would have a hard time finding that clip. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I,
0: I've count, like, I'd have to go back and count all my aces. I think I have the majority of them clipped, so, like, if I was gonna go through the effort to go through all the footage, I could probably find out how many of them I have. But also, on top of that, I feel like I do not get a lot of op slash chamber altases. In fact, I know for a fact I only have one chamber altase. Well, that's with every kill
3: on a chamber. Okay, ult. yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. I have I have two more in which I've gotten four kills and then gotten the fifth with not the alt.
3: Yeah, Oof. I mean, but then how many do you have where you got three kills or two kills with the with the alt?
0: Right. And, like, that, I I don't know. But, like, I know for a very long time I I had been chasing down the, uh, the five, the, like, five shots, five kills. Chamber all days.
1: Yeah. um
0: And, like, I know that I got that relatively recently. So I know that's, like, my first one with that. But I feel like I've got the majority of my aces with Vandal in hand.
2: I've definitely got the majority of my aces with Phantom in hand. Easily.
0: Oh, the other thing I'm thinking about is... It, I'm actually going to slightly favor Hunter in this due to um second round
3: being being the stinger buy. Ooh, yeah.
0: Yeah, well yep. either the yep. like the, the the stinger buy when the enemy team doesn't buy jack shit and I'm probably going to have a marshal and or rifle and mm-hmm. trying to play back
1: mm-hmm. uh like
0: if I've got the marshal then obviously I'm playing for long sight lines and if I've got the Vandal I don't want to fucking die.
3: Yeah, you don't want to give them that.
0: Right, of I don't course. want to give it to them, so I'm not going in first. Um, so even if, like, you know, even if I am taking an early duel from long range, in which, like, my team could recover the gun and they don't recover it, I'm probably not going to be going in to the point where you get those, you know, the the times in which aces are easier, in which you've got money and the enemy team doesn't. But that, that aside... Um, I guess the question I mean, would be, yeah. because
2: I would be willing to do this, do we want to... Exclude round twos where you won round one from this, because I don't have a problem doing that. We've kind of agreed that that only favors me over either of you two, and I'm happy to level. No, point.
3: I would say it's just an ace, just just clean yeah, cut. Yeah, it it's an okay. ace. Yeah. What, whatever, however you get it, right. like that's still difficult to get all five yeah. kills, even oh, wait, though yeah, like yeah, a like lot of round true. twos are flawlesses. Getting the ace is another story. That is true.
2: Yeah. Well, one so thing fun. that does favor me that you know I don't think we're going to account for anyway is uh have either of you guys got a comp ace this act yet?
3: No, I don't believe I've so. Played, I've I've played I have I've played I got one games. last night. So I'm the only All one with right. comp ace so far this act. So
0: Yeah, I haven't you know? touched comp yet, so I could not have gotten an ace. Um oh, got it. Yeah,
3: my
0: ready, fa- so- my favorite
3: ace, sorry, is um definitely the frenzy ace against a full buy
0: that's pretty high. Wait, did you not get a gun?
3: No, I had the frenzy to the last kill. You, that clip is in I I tactically dodged yeah. like landmines all of the guns on the ground. And it's it's in oh, the crazy. uh like Valclips channel in the Discord and I you've seen it multiple times.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I've seen it. It's just like that, that just amazes me. You say frenzy ace. I'm like what are you talking about? Against a full buy, you typically get a gun after that. Yeah, no, it,
3: it's it's the scenario where they were, like, trying to troll us, and I, I don't know if they, if they were trying to troll us, but they basically rushed me down mid on Icebox, um, and I ended up getting the ace with, with a frenzy only, and the last kill was with the last bullet in the frenzy.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: It, 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 I do vaguely remember that clutch, because it, it was pretty cool. Sorry, that ace. Um, but the two aces I think of for you, Chase, are, first of all, your first ever ace with a ghost. That was a pretty sick clip.
3: Yeah, the 1v5 ghost yeah. was pretty
2: good. Yep. And then the other one I think of is one that you probably have blocked out of your memory, which is, I believe we this was in comp rather than unrated. Yeah, and that made it all the weirder. But the other team said in text chat they were pretending to be e-girls. And by that, they meant they were just like playing deliberately badly for the fun of it. Like, they were, like, running around pretending to not know how to shoot and use utility. And, like, Chase just was, like, his aim was not good that day. He was just, like, mag-dumping everybody and, like, missing a ton. But eventually he killed all five.
3: (laughs) I don't remember this at all.
2: (laughs) I'll have to show you the clip later. This (laughs) seems like
3: a combination of a toxic other team. I me yes, having yes, a definitely. bad day and like an <laughs> yes. ace you shouldn't even really count. Yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like that that's just something you're like, that doesn't that's not even worth clipping, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say, unfortunately, my first ace was kinda lame. Um, it was run and gunning Spectre kills against uh yeah. that team with like pistols. Um and then my what I believe to be my best ace. I didn't, like, my clipping software just wasn't working.
2: Oh, Damn. that is so sad. Because,
0: like, my, what I believed to be my best ace was a Viper put a wall up all the way down C-long. Um, and it was the one comp game that I played as Yoru. And I had an AWP in hand and just kept ducking in, like, just on either side of this Viper wall. And I just could not miss. Like, it was, it was one clip with the AWP. Like, five shots, five kills. Like, easily the cleanest ace I've gotten. And I, like, my clipping software was just down for it.
2: Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Oh, okay, I I did pull the clip. It turns out it was a 1v4 clutch, so it was a 4k and not an ace. Uh, Oh, okay. So, okay, not quite an ace. You were one-off.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Alrighty, but, um, getting back to the map Pearl, does anybody have any, I guess, like, closing remarks or just kind of uh, any general ideas to how you think this map is going to gonna play out? I
3: don't know. People in have been like calling a, like, it summary. like... I mean, one thing is that, like, Hunter, when we first played in the PBE, you're like, oh yeah, this this map is very CS-y. Um, yeah. And I immediately saw that having never played CS. I've never played a single <laughs> round of Counter-Strike. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is like a Counter Strike map. Like, it's—I don't know if it's like the art style or the way that it's laid out, or there's something about it that just reminds me more of a CS map than it does of a Valor map. Um, but it, I think it's a kind of cool blend of those, and like, I really like how the map looks in general. So I, I think I think I'm I'm really excited to to play this map more. Yeah, I would agree.
0: I think the visual aesthetics of the map are sick. Um, like I, I definitely really like that. Yeah, I um. So I guess as far as my remarks go, I think this is potentially a very, or er, what? What are you watching I'm,
1: I'm just watching the cheese
0: clip.
2: I have, just, I have to. I might have to put this in the video. I forgot it was as funny as it is. Not the ace, but anyway. Back to you. Going back to you, guys.
0: I can say I, yeah. I think this is going to be probably a map in which you can get a lot of value off Lake Works. And on top of that, I think this might be the first map in which you really want double controller. Interesting. Which I, I think is going to make Ranked a bit harder, because it's already hard enough to get somebody to play controller. And now you need to get two.
3: I don't think it's necessary.
2: I don't know that you need two.
3: I think that maybe in the pro meta it will be double controller, but there are already maps that are double controller in pro meta. So... Like that doesn't change much for them. But yeah. in, in ranked, I feel like one controller is gonna be fine. Yeah, I don't I, feel I, like it'd be a throw to not have two controllers in
0: ranked. I, I feel like this is a map in which I really want a dome smoker plus a Viper.
2: Maybe I'm I'm not convinced on how good Viper actually is on this map. I'll be honest with you. Like Likewise, I guess the A wall could cut could cut like on attack could kind of cut across nicely, but I feel like the Viper wall on B just doesn't, it's hard to get a good one because if you cut like diagonally across long, whether you're doing it from offense or defense, you give the enemy team a lot of space to push up. Like, I don't know. I just don't see a, there's not an obvious wall on B that does much. And then mid as well with that divider in the middle. Yeah. I I only see like one good Viper wall off the top of my head.
3: Yeah, I can see I the one that cuts off kind of like the left side of A site from attacker yeah. side. Um, so you're cutting off multiple, like, access points there for defenders. Um, that could be really good. But That's as you said, I think too, that yeah. in, in mid, maybe you can, like, make it a lane. But that seems like something you could do with a normal smoker as well. Um, yeah. And cut off, like, the the other angle that you're not trying to rush down. I don't see Viper yeah. being as useful on B or, or mid.
0: Yeah, I, I think Viper's actually going to be very useful on B. Um, now, obviously, we'll have to see where default plant ends up being. But the, the reason why I think Viper would be very useful on B is uh, there's there's always the option of just cutting off all of, like, you know, like, B heaven and CT and, like, that B link area and just giving yourself a bit of space to plant onto site while you work your way up, um, like, the B-long area. But there, there's also... And, like, the reason why I'm saying I think that could be valuable is it gives your team the ability to clear all of the, the longer angles down B-long as you're pushing up without having to worry about uh, getting shot from, like, the meat and heart of B-site. Uh, but also, I'm thinking of, if you can push up if you can use other utility to get b long and then you can use your then you can commit your viper wall to to cut off the the c t rotates like i I think there's just a lot of value there that you know maybe omen or Astra with their recharging dome smokes you could kinda do that you could use your first two smokes to um to help your team push up and take B long, and then you could use your as your smokes recharge and you're going for plant again. Then maybe you you'll be able to like re smoke off angles that CT or that the defenders are going to be rotating into. But uh, I feel like having a viper to kind of intermittently on and off just cut off a lot of angles it, is going to end up being really valuable. Um.
2: When you say like cutting off CT once you have B site with the viper wall, where are you picturing this viper wall going?
0: Uh, I'm kind of picturing it going like diagonally across B site, so it cuts off like the back side, uh, like kind of like the the area of like the half of the site that leans to the defender spawn side.
3: Yeah, the thing is that like heaven is still there, right? So,
0: which is why I think you you would want a dumb smoker as well slash. Just get a Viper lineup that gets your orb up to heaven.
1: Yeah,
2: I suppose, but I think the thing is there that if you just split the site in half with the Viper wall, you give the enemy team a lot of space to push up and retake site and then to flash through your wall or wait till your wall drops and then take the spot where spike
3: is. And you're defending from long here, which isn't exactly... I don't know. I and guess that's, that's, gonna that's probably call, that's where
0: you're, you're going to be. It's of the B site icebox works. You have maybe one Yeah, one except
3: there's a difference the here group. whereas it in B site icebox from all the way deep and long you have vision on the spike whereas B site here you don't. You have to turn the corner to plant. Yeah. And to watch the yeah. spike as well.
0: I'm thinking if you if you plant towards like the the far side of site uh like over by B hall um for the two of you that are currently watching my stream my cursor is right on that area um y- you can guard that from basically the entirety of B main and you can want, like you can use pillar as cover you can use that little alcove cubby area as cover um, like th- there's a bunch of different angles you could be playing and i think having a viper wall to cut off the other half of site is going to end up being really valuable for that.
3: I can see it possibly, Maybe. but no, I don't, I don't really see it. Like I, I'm I think sold. that I'm, I'm not sold on it either. I'm going to have to see how Viper gets used on this, but as someone who doesn't play Viper myself, like I, I don't really know.
1: As yeah. I think the thing-
2: huge thing is that, um, from the, from like the meta right now, whether that's in ranked or in pro, I can't think of an attack Viper wall that's only used for post-plant and not used for attacking. I think that if you're depending on that setup, having your Viper be fairly useless until you get like control of sight is maybe a little bit questionable, particularly if you have another smoker. like That amount of value you're giving up by having one person who's busy with their smokes and another person who wants to live to hold on to their smokes, so you only have three people to take sight at that point. Like, yeah, I just don't know if that is enough of a trade off.
3: Now I do think that Viper ult might be really good on B site. Because oh, sure. it's so open, having a Viper ult on that site specifically is going to be really big. Um so I in that way there there's probably a way to utilize Viper in your team comp so that you get um like utility out of her elsewhere. Um and then you also have that ult which would be pretty strong. It's it's always strong. Um, Post plant, but you know, I I can definitely see that being useful there, especially because you know, from from heaven that that cuts off all of heaven, it cuts off, um, I mean, every sight line really. So
0: yeah, I, the the other thing that I I was kind of thinking of is, I, I I do think that um, a lurk wall on attack can provide a lot of value. If you have another smoker on your team. If you can like cut mid in half. And allow you to work up somewhere. Because you've now cut mid fully in half. um, That that could be very valuable. If you've got. Somebody on your. Or another character on your team. Who can place your classic exec smokes. Uh, which is something that you often see on Bind like you often see a viper on bind put up that wall down towards um towards U-Haul to gain access to that area right and it's something that the the other team needs to constantly be worried about it's hey there's this wall up we can't hold this from on site if we don't actively have somebody holding U-Haul the viper could just be working up into here and you see that yeah. a lot at the pro meta
2: yeah, I guess I guess what I'll say, Cass, is I'm not really disagreeing with you that Viper could be good on this map, and that Viper could be good on this map in a dual smoker composition. I just don't see, oh, this needs a double smoker comp. I I, I think that I, that will be an option rather than a requirement. That's my prediction.
3: Yeah, now we said that Even we at really the pro lo- level. We said that we really liked this map. Now there is a caveat to that. And it's something that Cass has been really excited about, um, Oh, which is Cass – this plays in is that Cass keeps saying that he thinks this is going to be a very lurk-heavy map, and he loves that. He loves the ability to lurk in a bunch of places, and yeah. fuck am I going to hate that.
0: Well, that's <laughs> only if I'm playing chamber on offense. If I'm playing jet, I'm probably not going to be lurking.
3: Okay, true, but you're you've said this multiple times that you think it's going to be very good for lurking, and you yeah. say it in a way I'm not thinking analytically. You say that in an excited way.
0: Oh, uh, I'm <laughs> saying well, I, okay. So actually, regardless
3: of what you're saying now, yeah. in the past you have said this in a oh, this yes. is going to be a good lurking map. Yes,
0: yes, 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 and I fully understand what you're saying because I thought that I would I, I would really enjoy Chamber on this map, but I've found that I do not or at least in the limited number of games I've played, I'm not sold on the chamber defensive setup. And therefore, I don't really want to play chamber on this, because oftentimes the way that my games go down is, hey, I'm not going to do crazy hot on offense, but I'm going to pop off on defense and make up for my shortcomings um, as chamber. And I feel like I'm not going to be able to do that on this map as chamber. And okay. therefore, like and like so yes, i I did have that train of thought earlier, but that was before me having tried out chamber on this map, um whereas i I actually much or so far from the games I've played, I much prefer to play jet, and if I'm playing jet, I am probably going to be diving into sight or diving through mid rather than lurking on this map. That being said, I think an omen lurk, a viper lurk, an astral lurk, maybe a killjoy or cypher lurk would be incredibly strong late late into rounds on this map.
3: Yeah, okay. Irregardless of what you are yeah. are, are thinking right now. Yeah, you're missing I Chase's do, point. A I do agree across. that this is going to be a lurk heavy map. Um which my point was not, oh, Cass is gonna love this. My point was that it is going to be a lurk-heavy map, and I'm going to hate that. Um, Because, fuck, I hate lurks. And I think that, like, most people who don't lurk typically do. And even, like, it's just, you know, whenever someone's lurking against you, you hate it. But it, yeah, there's so much opportunity on this map to be, to have someone in a position that you're not expecting. Because there are I so agree. many positions you can be in that are not on the site. Right? So just rotating over, like if you're on defense, rotating over is dangerous as fuck. Because someone could be anywhere. And if you got into mid, like if one of if your team gave up mid at some point and you're rotating over, say from B to A site, they could be anywhere on the map.
0: Yeah, like defender spawn is not safe.
3: No, like everything is in play there. And that sucks. Yeah. Really yeah, no, good if you like, like lurking. And Well, yeah, that, that reminds me a lot of Haven
2: that way. If you lose B, it's not quite the same in terms of danger to spawn itself. But if you lose B, like, rotating is really sketchy.
3: The problem yeah, well, is, like, you don't even funny. have to lose B. Like, losing B is, like, on Haven is, like, okay, well, they have a site. And sure, they can go A or C from there. But you can really expect that. Like, that's a lot of advanced map control here i feel like they don't have to have advanced map control so that you notice it directly yeah that's fair they can they can get a part of an area like a part of the map sneakily and then use that to get really deep in your in your territory yeah. even if they don't have like, control over that area
0: and i'm going to go ahead and assume that there's probably a yoru lineup from double doors to sewers
1: I, yeah, don't where, I, I don't know what i don't know what that lineup is
0: yet but there probably will be one yeah right or or if you just oh get actually an omen,
2: or based if you on the get angle an omen, be...
0: okay maybe maybe not but like i i feel like there there might be one and then if you get a an omen to tp across from uh from double doors to the the mid connector side instead of going down b link um
3: it just opens up so much yeah, of the map right it,
0: and I don't think anybody's going to typically be holding from that area of the map, right? That's so far back into like the defender's territory that I I don't think it makes sense for a defender to be holding there.
2: Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. I think I feel like it is the sorry. Go, go ahead, Gas. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, and therefore I think there's a lot of potential to if you can if you can get a person across that angle into uh, the mid connector area over towards the the defender side, like sewer you know, CS crouch under kind of thing. Um somebody can just be there, right? While while the rest of your team is exacting onto site. And even if they don't get any value in terms of kills, they're going to hear everything.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh and like point being is unlike Haven in which even if they take B site, the rotate through CT is pretty safe. Unless you get a call out that, like, hey, somebody's pushed up that area. Um, like, it, it, it's pretty safe. You can typically run through that knife out. I'm going to go in to say that the, the rotate through defender CT on this map is not going to be anywhere near as safe.
3: Yeah, just I, rotating I knife, out, knife out is going to be very difficult. I think you're it's going to be gun out most of the time, unless there's only a couple of people left and you know where they are. Like if there's any question to where somebody on their team is, like you can't rotate knife out. Nowhere is safe. Yeah, and where I was where I was
2: going with this is that I think the uh, mid doors push towards B as an attacker, and by by push I mean really the lurk that we were talking about. If you're lurking through mid doors towards B, and you you win a, a duel around mid doors against a defender. Now, the defense has to to account for the fact that very quickly you could push directly from mid to A, directly from mid to B, you know, CT to B, CT to A from two different places or back out. I mean, like, that's just insane that you have that much, you know, control over the map with one single duel that you've won.
0: Yeah, like, and and, uh, leaning onto that idea, I think mid control is going to be a huge element of this map.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing is, how do you control mid? It's so many different areas that make up mid, quote-unquote, that you can say, like, yeah, mid control will be huge here, but it's not like split, where split, like, you can control mid as an area. Thank God it's not like split. (laughs) Free me
2: to uh, Mr. Riot for that one.
3: But this one is, like, if you're in mid, there's, like, five different areas that you would have to Quote unquote control and that's not really possible at any given point yeah so I feel like maybe it'll be very important to push through mid and have presence but I don't know if we can say that mid control is going to be essential because I don't know if mid control is possible in a lot of scenarios yeah, like it, going back to your split example,
2: Chase, it's pretty normal to have either just, you know, one person actively playing mid on split or to have, you know, one from uh Vents and one from B Heaven. Whereas like on this map, you know, you could have one from A side and one from B side towards mid on defense. But realistically, you know, if you lose one of those duels, you're possibly in a world of hurt in terms of where people can get to. So you know it might be a situation where the typical defense is one on a one on b one on each side of mid and then the the fifth person picks a side between a and b and so you have three people mid in total
0: yeah i don't i i think that like that could be a potential value to chambers tp in being able yeah. to kind of kind of play both but so far i haven't found a lot of success with that so you know
1: yeah, I feel that's like the, the problem
0: is
2: until. since, like Chase mentioned, the spawn barriers are so close together that, you know, if your mid-doors player on B-side is like, oh, shit, there's a bunch of people here. By the time you TP over from A-side as chamber, you know, you might your person might already be dead and they might be shooting you right as you're TPing in. Like, I feel like that's the challenge with the chamber setups, that because the action happens so fast, I feel like it's kind of tough to, you know, figure out where you should be definitively in time. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, they can take a lot of space very quickly. So, like, you'd have yeah. to be kind of conservative with where you place your teleports to to get out of an area where someone could have pushed up through a completely di- different area.
0: Right, right, right. Um. Yeah. I I definitely see all of that. Which, like, and as I said, like, I'm I'm leaning towards preferring to play more aggro as as Jet and. And pushing a given avenue rather than having the ability to go between two, um, as, as the chamber.
2: Um, just in case our listeners are out there wondering our opinions on this, do you mind if I very briefly uh, throw out the Twitter rumor about Chamber and say that we don't necessarily agree with it?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, so there's a uh, there's a rumor by someone on Twitter, not ValoLeaks or any of the you know more reputable leakers saying that they had heard that Riot is currently testing to, uh, like temp, like tentatively planning on nerfing chamber by reducing total hedge hunter shots he can buy from 8 to 4, making his TP not recallable, so once it's in position, he can't recall it, um, making his trademark um, have a range like Killjoys does, where he has to be in that range for it to be active, and also reducing his... Headhunter, I'm sorry, his uh, ultimate tour de force shots from five to two. And And removing
0: the slow field.
2: Yes, and removing the slow field. Um, And personally, I really don't put stock in this rumor from some random person. Um, If they, I think it's possible they do have an actual source. And Riot is testing all of those ideas to figure out, you know, which of them would be appropriate for a nerf. So maybe they're testing all of them at once to then feel like which ones, you know, feel out which ones make the most difference. But the idea that Chamber would be nerfed with all of that at once would be single-handedly the stupidest decision Riot had ever made. That would just completely kill Chamber as a character at every level. So I I don't think any of us really believe that that's what's going to happen. That has been the reaction. a lot about it. Like, reading yeah. that the
3: first time was like, yes, I, I'm someone who thinks that Chamber is dumb overpowered, right? And there's a lot of things about his kit that are very strong. And they're kind of integral to his kit in the same way that we said, you know, like, Jet Dash was integral to her kit uh, and yeah. made her very strong. Um, but to do all of that to Chamber would, like, t- all of that simultaneously just removes him as a character. You might as well delete chamber from the game. Yeah. Right? Like, there's there's no uh, way of putting that where that's a viable nerf. And if somebody at Riot is thinking to do all of that simultaneously, they'd have to be fucking stupid, which I don't believe yeah. they are. Right? Right. I think the way that you put it, I hadn't really thought about it like this, Hunter, but the way mm-hmm. that you put it of saying maybe... There is a source, and this was like a list given to somebody of like, "Hey, here's some possible chamber nerfs," and then this mm-hmm. person kind of like telephoned it and put it out as like, "Hey, here's the chamber nerf coming," like being right, tested right. by Riot, right? Yeah. Um, which yeah is just not like they couldn't do all of that at once. Mm-hmm. I, I would... no, but
0: I I think even like even one of those alone heavily heavily guts chamber to the point where you probably don't see him a lot in pro play now the one that i think could go through and you would still see chamber in in pro play a good amount is the eight headhunter shots down to four
2: i was thinking that one
0: that one i could see like chamber would still get use and what they were trying to do there is not limit how much he's being played but more just limit what effect he can have on an eco round they're just like hey like he's just too good in eco rounds when you put the people in the world with the best aim that play the game yeah and you give them a character that can do this and has this many bullets to do it with like they're going to excel at that um and i can understand them being like hey from a pro play perspective
1: we, let's tame that down. Wanna, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Like we don't want to give them that much firepower. We want to cut that yeah. number from eight to four. You cannot. Okay, I suppose if you technically get a collat head dink, maybe you could get an ace if you got four bullets. <laughs> right, right. But like, I mean, let's yeah. be honest here. Like, you're it, not it's acing just being like, yeah, yeah, like you're not acing, and you're probably not getting. You like it if you can take the four shots and get four kills with those four shots, like like you deserve that, you know?
3: Yeah. And yeah. I I think that that's a fair nerf. Like I think, yeah. but I, in a way it's like, yes, that's the only one of those four or however many changes that seem really viable. But at the same time, it's like, I don't even know if that's enough because I think that chamber will still be the exact same character. Right, except you're limiting his use in a very specific case, but the problem is that Chamber is good in a lot of fucking cases. Right. The thing is, if you combine that with another thing, it also seems like too much. So it's like a weird balance where I don't think that reducing to four is enough, but doing more than that is too much.
0: It's too much, yeah. Well, and I like... think you're
3: reducing to four is sort of like the...
2: It's not quite the same because it's a pure nerf, but I feel like it's kind of similar to the Reyna nerf where they removed her uh, soul orb charges. They they changed her soul orb charge oh, Man, I can't talk right now. They changed her soul orb charges. So instead of getting four, she got two. But then, you know, they, they gave her the uh, benefit of assists counting for orbs as well. And there's no benefit to this one, as far as I can tell. But, like, in terms of the nerf, it was a thing where it prevented pub stomping, you know, smurfing rena's from being able to use their soul orb four times every round. But it didn't really do anything for the mass- vast majority of people, where in most rounds, you're not, you know, using going it. through
0: all of them, yeah. I not know. The, the interesting thing that, I, that I'd like to know about, um, which obviously there's no good way to actually get info on this, but, like... Uh, watching the pro games that happened earlier today on the 24th, just for reference, uh, it was Xset versus Optic, in which there was one map in which the two chambers, being Cryo and Yay, were just dominant, like on either team, right? Like they they were just head and shoulders above everybody else in terms of KDA, um, and just like general impact on the game. Like both of them were just popping off. Now, if they weren't playing Chamber, would they still be popping off? To which I would say, most likely, yes. You're you're looking at two of the most mechanically skilled players in North America, playing like playing on this server, right? Like it it happens to be that Chamber is a character that greatly awards mechanical skill true and and i acknowledge that and i do think that yes chambers pick rate in pro play is omnipotent and similar to where jet was at where you for a very long period of time you saw jet on every single map like you see chamber on almost every single map and i i do think that perhaps you do need to tighten down his niche a bit yeah. But but again, I think it happens to be that similar to Jet, the reason why you see these these outstanding like KDAs, uh combat scores, all these stats and stuff, it's just like, oh, this character's broken. It's just you have the most mechanically gifted players on the given teams playing those characters because they're playing into their forte.
2: Well, Cass, I feel like the issue with this is that if you take Ye for example, he almost always played Jet. Before, you know, Chamber entered the meta. And then he almost always plays Chamber. So we haven't ever really seen Ye, in recent history at least, have to use an op on someone like Killjoy or Cypher. Where you have no get out of jail free cards. And it's not like Ye hits every shot he takes with the op. So, you know, your your theory of like, well, you know, he'd still be popping off regardless. It's To me, it's sort of like... You know, maybe, but I'm not really sure. Because okay.
1: I on
0: any would argue that he has
2: good like, ability usage as well, which relates yeah, okay. to the agency. Like, of on it. any
0: given interaction, if you had to bet 50 bucks on whether he'd miss or hit that shot, what are you betting?
2: On a 1v1, I, w- I would be betting on yay.
3: Yeah, and we're, and we're talking about the most mechanically gifted player in North America, if not the world, right? So yeah. this is kind of just a non-topic. Like, it's not even something to to be talking about the way that you've laid it out, but that's not the problem.
2: Well, and part of what I'm arguing is that, you know, if yay has an op and he's posted up playing Killjoy and he takes one shot and the other team is ready for that. And they're able to, you know, rush him down. Like maybe he takes a shot on someone longer because that person is baiting for the rest of the team. Who's up closer. And then they, you know, he has no get out of jail free card and then he gets swung immediately after taking that shot. Then, you know he's dead. So like, yeah. I mean, would, well, would Yay be is... at the bottom of the scoreboard? Would he be, you know, get getting cut from Optic if there was no Jet or cha- if there, sorry, if there's no no, uh, you know, dominant Chamber in the game? No. But would he be top fragging as much? I really don't know. I would sort of push back on that a little bit.
0: I don't, I mean, obviously, the big thing is Chamber and Jet both allow you to play stupid angles, which yeah, no other character allows you to do. Yoru has his TP, but it doesn't allow you to get away quick enough. Um same like, with men, no same, one, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No no one can play the angles that Jet and Chamber are able to play simply because they do have that T P mechanic or that get out of jail free card mechanic. Um Maybe so Ye they
2: would play enough Yoru enough. if Chamber was a uh, nerf.
0: Um But but again, I like and I'm not fighting back on the fact that yes, I, I would agree Chamber is probably too strong right now. And they probably need to tone that back in some manner. I just think that part of the, uh, uh what's the right word, you know, whatever. Like part of the stuff that people are talking about is your. You might be slightly overlooking the fact that on any given pro team, the best mechanical player on the team is often playing the chamber.
3: Yes, but that's not necessarily true in ranked. And I think that people, when they're complaining, they're not looking at pro only and being like, hey, this character is broken because my favorite pro player is doing very well on them. People like to see people drop 30 kills in pro games. Right? You love yeah. seeing someone go off in a program. You hate seeing the same character go off in every single ranked game that you play. That's when it's like, oh, this is broken. I
0: don't drag broken. every game I play. No,
3: But the enemy chamber does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not true.
3: <laughs> no, but the, like what, what I'm saying is that you have a lot more experience in ranked and that's what more determines your opinions on these characters than I think pro play does. Um, and seeing a character do well all the time, like you can't say the most mechanically gifted person on every team is playing the chamber.
1: Like, yeah, that's okay. just that's
3: the just along lines of what
2: Chase is saying. I think what you mean is the best opera on each team, because like Asuna is the best, you know, mechanically gifted player in Hundred Thieves, and like him opping is clearly a bad idea. He never ops now
0: with their current team, right? Yeah, okay, but like uh, again, it's not even just opping though. Like I and I think Chase, I I understand what you're saying, but also I feel like the people who picked up Chamber are also more leaning into the strength of of aim, right?
1: Op aim. You're you're leaving out the very important part of op aim.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it's people op-crutching his chamber and just popping off the same way that people used to op-crutch as Jet, me included. Right, right. Right? Like, yeah, I get that. But, like, like, it's not exclusively that. And I will say, on average, I probably perform better with an op in my hands than I do with a rifle.
3: Which is why you play chamber, and I, I understand what yeah, you're saying, right. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you're top fragging, because we're saying the op is not currently broken itself in in the current meta. So yeah. therefore, just playing a character that can op doesn't make you inherently broken or top fragging, oh. right? right? Just because you have an op in your hand doesn't make you much better than having a vandal in your hand, um, except for those of the players that feel better with the op. But in our games right? Everybody's the same fucking rank, thereabouts. Right? If I'm in a eh. game with all fucking silvers and golds, then everyone's around the same fucking level. You know? That, there's not, like, one insanely mechanically gifted player, and they're on the chamber, and that's why I feel like, like, it's not like the smurf is always playing chamber, and that's why they're like, we're, like, oh, chamber's so broken. Right? Right? if they were that much better mechanically and playing chamber they'd be a fucking higher rank like that's that's what it is
0: mm-hmm.
2: i think I that's a great know, I, way to
3: put it Chase. yeah
0: I, I don't really have a problem with other chambers in rank
3: except why is the chamber just- always near the top of the leaderboard if not top frag
0: And like again like that might be a thing because i also play chamber but like yeah, I like,
2: I am very rarely yoru Dift.
0: yeah like i, I do not have, like, yes, often if I do go look at the kill feed, like, even if I'm not having a stand, like, uh, like you know, a great game or whatever, I find that more often than not, I do outperform the Chamber on the other team. Um, however, all of that being said, it, it was not, like, that is not the case back when I played Jet, right? And Chamber didn't exist in the game. There were a lot of games where you're just like, ah, fuck. Like, the Jet on the other team is just just fucking running us down, just dashing out of engagements. Like, like we're, we're just getting wrecked here. Um, and I don't, I, I feel like there, there is a difference and maybe all I'm saying is current chamber is not as busted as peak jet is or was right. Like maybe that's all I'm saying is like, to me as someone who plays ranked, it doesn't feel like that's why we're, we're getting rolled here or we're losing. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm getting rolled because of the chamber utility. I feel like I'm getting rolled because I'm losing gunfights consistently.
2: Well, I think the key thing with chamber is that you might be losing a gunfight to the chamber, but the reason that the gunfight played out the way it did was because chamber peaked a dumb angle because he has his teleport set up to get, to get out, or, like, he peaks a long angle with his sheriff that he has built into his thigh that like, you know, one taps with every shot. So like, even if you're getting mechanically diffed, you're getting mechanically diffed by a player who is empowered to do things that they normally couldn't playing another agent.
0: Mm. Like, no, I, I, like, I, I see what you're saying. I just like, in my experience playing ranked, I, I I don't feel like it's as strong as like Pete chat was. That's all I'm saying.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's just a difference between when, you know, when you're playing a a ranked game and the fucking Killjoy on their team is top frag. And you're like, shit, that Killjoy is winning a lot of engagement. Like, they're just better. Yeah, they're just better. Right. And you're like, wow, they're really playing Killjoy well. There's a difference between that and when the chamber is going off and you're like, yeah, the chamber's top frag
0: see i don't i don't get that feeling and i will admit it it might be because i'm off in the chamber on the other side of the equation but <laughs> yeah like yeah no i i do agree with you when the killjoy on the enemy team is top frag just fucking rolling us i'm just like they're like yeah what am, what am i gonna do they're they're just a better fucking player um but i, I don't but i'm not
3: thinking team killjoy team. is broken
0: right? yeah 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 but like yeah in and even Reyna thing. now. Sometimes
2: yeah. re- people still gravitate towards Reyna as a Smurf, but like you're not thinking, "Oh God, we lost to the Reyna." You're thinking, "Oh God, we lost to a Smurf."
3: Well, even yeah. even though if if their Reyna is like doing really well and popping off, I'd be like, "Fuck, I should stop peeking that Reyna." But I'm never thinking, "Fuck," it's the fact that they're playing Reyna that that's really enabling them in in these situations. I'm like, "Damn, they're better," you know. Well, and, and
2: that's where Cass is saying that's not his experience, but yeah. It is but I'm saying that's not my
0: experience when I'm playing against Chamber. I'm not just like, oh fuck, it's it's because they're playing Chamber.
3: Well, it's a it's like oh fuck, right. you know, it's a pistol round, and they have a fucking Guardian. Like that's that's fucked.
1: Yeah. See,
0: okay, I I I I'm gonna go ahead and push back on this whole like Guardian thing. It's not a Guardian. Does it lie somewhere in between the sheriff and the guardian? Absolutely. But it's not the same as having a fucking guardian.
3: Is it a better weapon than any other character can possibly have pistol round?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: but yeah. it's not
0: a fucking guardian, you know? People are like, oh, you got like eight guardian shots. Like, no, no you don't. <laughs> I'd rather have eight Guardian shots than eight Headhunter shots.
2: Would you? Really, Cass? I you've seem to ne- remember you've you, never, like, never bought never a, a guardian.
3: guardian.
0: Yeah, I fucking hate the Guardian. So would you? I think I'd still rather have eight Guardian shots.
3: No. Like, no, a- you'd rather have eight Headhunter shots because you also have another pistol and you all, like you have another gun. You have, like
0: No, no, okay, I'm saying like I would rather, like, would it be better if Chamber pulled out a Guardian that had eight shots as his ability instead of a sheriff, quote unquote, that had eight shots?
3: That's That'd literally... It's literally better. just the way that it looks on your screen.
0: No, because One the Guardian's... One like a re- pistol. No, 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 no. The Guardian's recoil <laughs> up close is just... is just better. Like, you can spam well, somebody course. down with Obviously. the Guardian. Like, like there, there's a number of times where I get swung from way fucking closer that I think I'm gonna get swung. Or it's just like a panic. Like, oh, shit, I didn't think you were there. And I go, like, bang, bang, bang with the, the fucking headhunter. And my shots are all over the place. But the Guardian... I'm hitting that.
2: Yeah, I think the key thing is that most of the time when you're using a a chamber headhunter, if you're using it well, you're not spamming at max at, like, extremely close range. You're taking a shot for the head and then backing off, whether that's, you know, manually or with a TP, which is the exact same thing you do with a guardian. And in both (laughs) cases, you kill with one shot to the head. So, like, I would agree that obviously no one is... It would be ridiculous to say that the headhunter is, like as good as a guardian but practically speaking the way it's used it ends up being pretty similar
0: i don't know people are just like oh like he's got like eight guardian shot it's like no no you don't you have something in between a sheriff and a guardian is it better yeah but it feels much closer to the
2: guardian when someone's peeking you from a long angle taking one shot and then dipping like that is very very similar to how you would use a guardian like, up close, obviously, you notice the distance, but at long range, you really don't, and that's how people are using Headhunter most of the time. So, I, so I, I feel like, you know, I I can't argue with your feelings, because, you know, you have that, you feel like, you know, it should be closer, you know, in the middle, rather than towards the Guardian side of things, and that's fair, but I don't know, I, I kind of get where people are coming from when they say that.
3: Yeah, like, if you're gonna call it a Sheriff, or you're gonna call it a Guardian, those are your two options, I say you call it a Guardian, but... Is it 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 technically in the middle? Yes. I just think it's closer to having eight Guardian shots than it is closer to having eight Sheriff shots.
0: Well, that's where I don't
3: think I agree with Chase.
0: I think if we were to make this a spectrum, right? And we say, like, Sheriff being 0% and Guardian being 100%. I feel like the rhetoric has been that it's, like, 80% on this scale. And I'm just going to push back a bit on that. I think it's, like, 60% max
3: in which case you're still agreeing with my point but yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah like, I, saying, no but i'm saying yeah. like 60% is like my max you know
2: yeah i i guess the point that i think that i'm that i'm seeing with this is that you know if you look at the functionality of the gun and the fact that it is very close to being a sheriff except for the fact that it can one tap at long range it has ads but like its damage profile is basically the same as a sheriff or very close to it so, like, if you look at the stats of the gun, the stats of the gun are closer to a sheriff than they are to a guardian. However, the I think the key thing, which is what we're sort of arguing about, is the fact that, that how the gun is employed ends up being much more like a guardian. Well, in my opinion, ends up being more like a guardian than a sheriff. And so that's where the disconnect is. The, the usage of it by a good chamber is more like a guardian. The stats are more like a sheriff. So where you end up in terms of how you sort of balance those two is what we're sort of pushing going back and forth on
3: yeah i mean you have ads
0: yeah i don't like it obviously I feel like so your big. opinion
3: I, I just feel <laughs> like your opinion would be changed if the visual model of the gun were a rifle
0: no 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 because i like i don't like the guardian in the first place
3: right but it, would it – would you consider it more like a Guardian if it visually looked like a rifle? I think so because it has the ADS and because it can one-tap at all ranges. It, like...
1: okay, but when- yeah, That also when makes this
2: argument okay. weird, the fact that Cass is like, this gun is not like a gun I use. Instead, it is more like a gun that I never use. <laughs> like, just <laughs> yeah, the, like okay. the premise of yeah. that is
0: a little but funny. Like, I'm just saying like when yeah. – okay. When you're not – if you take the ADS out of the equation, which I understand is a huge component in your argument, right? Yes. When I'm saying if you take the ADS out of the equation, that gun behaves and feels almost identical to the sheriff. It just happens to have that ADS function, and it's got a bit – like it doesn't have the damage drop off. However, yeah, that's
1: what I'm
2: saying when it comes to the yeah, stats yeah, yeah. versus – No, no, the no. I'm enjoyment. saying, however,
0: yeah. if you then went and put a, a rifle – visual animation on it it like on ads or ads it might feel like a rifle but on ads if you kept the same stats it would not feel that way at all
3: i agree it would have more like recoil to it than than the rifle would a- absolutely but that also,
0: it kicks to the fucking sky like with the guardian now you can reliably go pop pop
1: yeah, With the sheriff, yeah. like,
0: it fucking kicks, especially if you're ADS'd, and that's a huge component, right? Like, if I'm ADS'd and I don't hit my first shot, like, my crosshair is, like, minimum 45 degrees higher than it was before. Like, yeah,
2: part And part of this is me being a valiant grandpa where I remember how the Guardian was at launch, and <laughs> the Guardian at launch was not that different from the sheriff. <laughs> like, it handled horribly. <laughs> like, you could but, like, not get that second shot off reliably. Right.
0: Currently, with the Guardian, that second shot is very reliable, and if you're willing to give it that bit of time in between, you've got some patience with your shots, which I don't have, but let's say you do, then you can be, like, you know, you can kind of, like, fire shots downrange. Considerably harder with a headhunter, regardless of what its fucking in-game gun model is.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely see your point. And I I think that's the end of kind of the discussion. Yeah, Hunter's yeah. basically laid out. I I agree. I agree mostly with what Hunter has been saying with it. So
0: classic. Chase sitting yeah. on the fence, but leaning towards Hunter.
3: Well, in the, in this case, <laughs> I'm not sitting on the fence. Hunter's the one on the fence, and I'm on yeah. the other side, but agreeing more with the fence than the other side. Ooh, that's deep.
0: Okay, so it, uh, there have been some other proposed PBE changes, and these are more legit hunter you want to quickly run us down some
2: yeah yeah um so i'm going to summarize you can go to the valorant pbe subreddit to find these changes or you can also go to mike from ValorLeaks. he also laid it out so phoenix they increase the duration of his flash when when you are you know actually flashed by it from 1.1 to 1.5 seconds the wind up uh meaning how quickly the flash like goes around the corner. At least I believe that's what it is. It could be like how fast he equips it, but I, I feel like it's how fast it goes around the corner when it's in his wind up. Decreased from 0.7 to 0.5 seconds. And they have a little blurb about how they feel like the flash is very integral to Phoenix's identity, which I would agree with. His uh wall uh he can now equip his weapon earlier if he stops bending his wall, if he's using the, you know, holding it down to bend it. And with his ult He uh, will now respawn with the amount of shields he had when he started his ult. Um, So there are more changes to talk about, but I'll pause at the Phoenix for discussion.
3: Yeah, I think that we we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast started. And as we can all agree, I think that these are all good changes to Phoenix. Like, objectively, these are good numerical changes to things that are bad with Phoenix but Phoenix is still going to be bad. The problem is it doesn't yeah. fix the problem with Phoenix. It doesn't fix Phoenix at all. It re- it makes parts of his kit better, but the problem I think is generally his kit.
0: Uh, Yeah. So basically, yeah, going over the chase, like exactly what you're saying about Phoenix, I'd 100% agree. Right. I, I think those are all, changes that make phoenix a better character. Does it make him playable? I I don't know. I think think he might need a retuning to his kit. Similarly, do not not to the extent that Yoru had, but but more than just a numerical change. Like I don't know if a numerical change is enough to bring Phoenix back into viability.
2: Yeah, I would uh I would agree with Cass. Uh and I said this before podcast with just Chasing Cass while we were watching a one of the competitive the the uh professional games. But I think the biggest problem with Phoenix is not his Q, C, or X, which we discussed here, but his E ability. And that's that it is one of the worst mollies in the game in the sense that it lasts for a very short amount of time. So yeah, like if you see someone go into a corner and you want to throw it to them, like it does do damage quickly so it can flush them out, but aside aside from that like very rare circumstance, it has very limited delay potential because it lasts for such a short amount of time, and its ability to heal Phoenix is also very situational because you have to take yourself out of the fight to do it and it, it depends on you taking damage and not being head dinked So if you compare like how you know, Phoenix's Molly sort of has two different uses, neither of which are something you're going to do every round. And you compare that to the jet dash, the Yoru TP, the neon super speed, the Reina, uh, Orb generation, the, uh, raise Nade. Like, I think the problem is that his, his E, which should be his, you know, his signature ability really doesn't bring the value to the table and synergize with his playstyle, the way that the other duelist salts, sorry, the other uh, duelist abilities that are their signature abilities do or even the other agents as well.
0: Okay, hear me out. Wild idea. What if when Phoenix takes a duel in his Mali, he gains super armor?
1: What do you mean by super armor?
0: Like damage reduction.
2: That is a wild idea.
0: In in the inverse way that being uh, what's the right term? Uh, when you get hit by, like, a Killjoy Alarm Bot. Or, like, a Viper Molly.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh it, it'd be the
0: opposite or vulnerable. Hmm. What if Phoenix gets Super Armor when he takes a duel in his Molly?
3: I mean, it could, that could definitely, like, add something to his kit and make it more reasonable. I think it makes it similar to, like, the ways that you would use a Stim in his Brim. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, you know, pop it down before you peek an angle. Um, And it requires a little bit of foresight there. And I I think that that could definitely be a a good... Like, it'd be a very interesting buff. Like, a a cool aspect of of Phoenix's kit. But he needs something to that E ability, as Hunter was saying. Because it's just not integral to his kit. And it's not how you use Phoenix. Right? It just makes more sense to make his E the flashes. Almost. Like... Yeah. Right, because that's a much more integral part. Now, I think, is it good to have the flashes as a side ability, such as, like, Yoru? Yes, but then you have to make that E something that really flashes well with, with Phoenix as a character and plays into how you play him. So, like, yes, all these numerical buffs, like, they are things that needed to be done to Phoenix, but in combination with something that changes his E ability... And changes – like, his wall is – we've kind of determined is the worst piece of utility in the game, regardless of what our previous arguments were. Um, Like, it,
2: it's, just, it's just this, bad. Yeah. Not me. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I, I – like, okay. I, I think Phoenix's niche in the game should be – he should just be bread and butter, the best entry. Solo entry, you're going to fucking – Rush up, you're gonna dump your utility and just gain space on site.
3: He should be really good about like at pop flashing around corners for himself. Like
0: I I think that's like what Phoenix's niche needs to be. It's hey, we want someone that can just scale onto site, unlike any other duelist or just other agent in the game. And currently his pop flashes are not even as good as KO's.
3: And, and may, maybe this makes it Not better. nearly like, as good as K.O.'s, K.O.'s, yeah. yeah man. Not, like
0: nearly. not nearly as good as K.O.'s right-click. And K.O. can also left-click for his team, and right. has a suppress mechanic, and has a better molly. Right? Like, it, it, it's just like you... you K.O.'s you, is just you, a better
3: like, Phoenix. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And I think that you need an... Uh, like, I think you need to give Phoenix something that enables him to just be the best possible entry you can get and the um you know like the downside to that would be like if you're going to pick a phoenix for your team comp is you you're you're trading some of that like that that post plant and the uh like the longer on around goes kind of utility that offers you value later on for just sheer aggressive blitz factor. And I think that's the niche that they should lean into with Phoenix. Um, and, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, ever since I thought of that super armor idea, I'm kind of leaning into it, and I think that'd be a really fucking good idea.
3: I mean, for, I don't think that Phoenix, it really no, hits what you're talking about because you have to be standing in it. That seems like a very defensive ability. Um, whereas no, I'm saying, pushing like, onto site, you're going to have to... Like maybe for the initial duel that works, but yeah, it takes more time initial. to set up. That's not exactly that blitz onto sight.
0: Like. Okay, but for the initial duel, right? Like you you're coming around, it's like, hey, I'm gonna take a duel here as I come out to sight. Let I me mean, just right click this molly, throw a pop flash around to blind anybody, maybe or maybe preemptively throw my wall up. Right? I'm gonna preemptively throw my wall, cut off a couple angles, I'm gonna drop my Molly onto the ground, I'm gonna flash into the area I'm peeking. I'm going to stand on my molly and I'm going to take a fucking duel. And that's how he gets space. And then he can, like, when his molly expires and or he pushes farther on, you've got a second flash to gain more space onto site. And so say the f- the first one is you're taking, like, you're taking the initial entry onto site, right? Um, And the way that, like, Jet, for example, gets around that is by smoking and just dashing past that angle. Uh, Or, like, a raise, you could blast pack through that angle. Um, Neon can wall up and just run through it. Like, a bunch of duelists have manners uh, of taking that area. Yoru can obviously just teleport past that. The only one that doesn't have that outside of Phoenix is, is Reyna. And Reyna's obviously in a unique position of, it's literally just take fucking duels. And when you right. win the duel, you get an orb that ele- enables you to take more space if you choose or heal yourself back up. But, like, Phoenix is in a position where he doesn't get any of that shit, right? He, he has to take that initial duel onto site that a, quite a few other duelists can ignore. Um, And then after that, True. he he doesn't have a whole lot going for him, even after he takes that duel and say he wins that duel. Whereas, like, all the other agents have either a manner of getting past that initial fight or have a very strong benefit in that fight. And I'm saying that I think Phoenix needs to fall or into the category. Or in the case of Brayner,
2: she, has a, she has a benefit after the fight. Which is yeah, yeah, after the fight. yeah, yeah, or a benefit after the fight,
0: yeah. I'm saying that I think you need to give Phoenix something in which he has, he has a really strong benefit in that initial fight. And I think if you created him, or if they make him be the best raw entry character in the game, there would be a reason to play him. And I don't think it'd be omnipotent. I don't think it's a scenario where you'll see everybody picking up Phoenix.
2: Cass, you said it twice in one podcast. It's omnipotent. People don't say omnipotent.
0: Ah, whatever. Um. Yeah. i let it it slide the first
1: time
3: too but it was (laughs) yeah it
0: bothered me fair enough fair enough um just just give the man something that he fucking excels at and i think because the manner which his flashes work that needs to be just entry potential i think he needs to just be the the best possible entry in the game
2: I would tend to, I well, first of all, I fully agree with the idea of him being the best possible entry in the game. I think that that is sort of what his character design indicates with his brash, I'm going to flame them to hell sort of mentality. Um, the thing about the super armor, the inverse vulnerability that you said, is that, first of all, Riot has specifically said they really, really are opposed to adding characters who are tanky and a big reason why they've said that is because basically they they want the core of CS:GO where gunplay you know makes can make the, a huge difference in rounds and it's not like secondary to abilities they want that to be a driving principle so the fact that you could headshot someone before they headshot you and yet you don't kill them because of like the phoenix uh reverse armor that's sort of a situation where Riot doesn't want that to happen, and I can also see how that would be pretty damn annoying to deal with, particularly in cases where, like, you weren't close enough to know that Phoenix was in his Molly. So you take the duel, you shoot him in the head, and, you, and then he shoots you, and you both have vandals, and you're like, fuck. What okay, well,
0: maybe, okay, maybe it only applies to the body. Maybe, like, the headshot is still a headshot, right?
3: Yeah, I, I don't necessarily see that being instituted in the game. But I I think that there's something like that. I think if we're just talking more generally about this, that that needs to happen, where you know you're giving him something unique to that e that's not just a molly, and it's not the heel. The heel is bullshit, and we all know it. Um, I have a, I have an idea. Yeah,
2: I, I this is a brand new idea, so I'm not that confident in it. I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. But when Cass was talking about the you know the super uh, the reverse invulnerability i was wondering not invulnerability reverse uh vulnerability (laughs) um what i was uh what i was thinking is that what if first of all the small change is that he his these are two small changes together so first is that his molly heals his shields permanently so you know if you get into a gunfight and you take a total of 40 damage you throw down your molly instead of oh well now i'm at 100 health and like 37 shield so I'm still within phantom one shot now you're all the way back at 150 which can make more of a difference in those edge cases that part is fairly minor I feel like you could add that to the game and it wouldn't have a huge impact but you combine that with this is my idea he does not get bullet tagged while he is in his uh molly so if you shoot him he does not get slowed at all so that allows more of what Cass is saying of the aggressive play style. You throw down your Molly to a place you're sprinting towards. Now, once you get there, you have an advantage in any duels you take, not just in terms of the fact that you're healing a little bit, but in the fact that you can move around much more freely um, without having to worry about being slowed down by shots. So that's, that's my idea.
3: Now, what if we took the healing itself out of it and this bullet tag thing is a lasting effect kind of like a Stim a Beacon. A
0: bee- Stim Beacon, Ooh. yeah. Where
3: it's not only while you're in it, and it doesn't apply to the rest of your team. This is only a Phoenix thing. Yeah. But it's a Molly if you want to block off like a site, like a an angle or clear out a cubby or something. But if you step foot in it, you have a few seconds where you can run past that and still have this thing active.
0: I, I... I can see that, um, and I do think it, it does play into his ability to to peek shit, right? Because mm-hmm. like, if you can peek shit, and you can take a, take a straight bullet or two and not get stuck just fucking standing out in the open. Obviously, that's incredibly valuable. But um, yeah. it, initially, and I know this is very not me, but initially the reason why I said Super Armor is I was trying to say, like, what if this was an off-counter? Ooh. Like that that was my initial thought process. Is he yeah, gonna, I was thinking he, of it as a headshot
1: counter and you were thinking of
2: it as an up counter. Yeah. I, I was
0: thinking you could flash which is why I, I I went and briefly said that like, you know, like maybe it doesn't apply to the head, right? Like maybe if you get head dinked, you get head dinked. But like if you could if you could, you know, try to flash somebody off an angle, but like he doesn't have a great flash. It's pretty easy to dodge.
3: But they've they've upgraded that. That's what I'm saying. Sure, like they, sure,
0: sure. Yeah. But, like, I think everybody kind of unanimously agrees, at least in his current state, Phoenix's flash is the easiest to dodge in the game. With the exception being a Sky who doesn't flash on time and just lets it linger out in the open for a while. Um, But, like, Phoenix, on average, has a fairly easy flash to dodge. So, like, you can try Mm -hmm. to flash somebody off the angle, but you might not get them off. They might just, like, jiggle behind the corner or whatever. But like, yeah, I I was kind of thinking of of it as an op counter.
3: Hmm. I I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I think that it, the flash does that in in a different way, and it still has outplay potential. Right? Like, you still want the op to be viable against you mean this counterplay character. potential, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counterplay. Okay. Potential to like as the opper you have the counterplay of, but now yep. like you're forced off this you angle, but like you could
0: hit him in the head.
3: yeah i don't know i don't i i mean i i just don't i don't love it i think that like the gun should function as an amount of damage across the board um although like vulnerable kind of takes that into
0: yeah vulnerable kind of is kind already a feature in in the game right it's just like if now the the whole thing though with vulnerable
3: that, that gets into something like, where it's like, I don't love vulnerable as, as an ability. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But also,
0: <laughs> like, to, to play devil's advocate, right? Like, when I'm vulnerable, I can still one-tap you when you swing me.
1: hmm right. right.
0: Right, whereas when I'm... If you are super armored, if you swing me with an AWP and you hit me in the body, whereas typically you'd get a kill, now now you wouldn't. Um. So obviously that that is a bit different in that regard. Yeah. But... I don't know, I am like, especially...
2: Can I weigh in real quick, Cass? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: I think another difference is that when you're made vulnerable, you know because you see the vulnerable status effect that you're weaker now, and thus you need to go for a headshot on the enemy because they're going to mow you down pretty quick to the body. Whereas if you're peeking with an op and you see a phoenix and pull the trigger, in many cases... You have no way before you're in the process of peeking and pulling the trigger. You have no way to know whether or not he's in his molly or not.
0: Well, so I'm you don't
2: have the information like, to make the decision of how I, to play that and how to go for the headshot.
0: My, my counter argument to that is, as an op, you're typically holding an angle, and so you'd see if the phoenix molly was on the ground.
2: Except, well, correct? I guess then I'm going back. Like, to like if right.
0: I'm holding, yeah. if I'm holding an angle, and I see that, like, uh, let's just take. Um, like, A ascent, right? Like, A long, or sorry, A a long haven, right? Classic off angle. You hold that, you watch for the cross. If you see a molly go down on that cross, now you're just thinking, like, ah, shit. I can't one-tap this phoenix, Almost I, I hit know, him in the head.
2: This is bizarre that we're sort of switching positions, but as much as I'm not a big fan of the op, I don't know that I love that specific scenario. I feel like you still should be able to one tap with the op.
3: And of all people to come up with a nerf to the op. Yeah, this is truly (laughs) bizarre. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like nobody has ever said, you know what? The op needs to be nerfed. Yeah, because this is an op
2: nerf, not a chamber or jet nerf.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, to combat this... It's a Phoenix buff. Now they should no. buff the... No, okay. Like, to combat Phoenix <laughs> coming in to counter the, the op, they should buff the op, right? So, like, now the op oh, is fire, okay. like, a...
1: okay, okay, okay.
2: Okay, okay. Yep. Uh,
0: but, no, no, I, like, I genuinely think that would be a, a decent mechanic to introduce in the game, and I don't think it would be outright broken.
3: I like, I it, like it the, is. uh... I, I say, of the two ideas, I like the um no-hit no, no hit stun.
2: Yeah, the no-bullet-tagging. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- the thing is, Cass, I feel like the Super Shield isn't necessarily broken overall, but is just incredibly broken against Ops. And unless, like you said, they buff the Op crazily... I just don't think the op is OP such that it needs
1: like a really hard counter. Yeah. But are,
0: are you going like, are you going to bring a Phoenix for that exact purpose? And then if you are, that introduces a niche to Phoenix. And is that going to be viable on every map? Like, is that a scenario where, especially as you get into higher ranks and defaults are more common? Um, There's only one character who can do this, right? And as we've already stated, like, the Yoru decoy is sort of an op nerf. Because you fucking shoot the first thing you see when you swing an angle. You don't have, like, the time to... to Like, unless you preemptively are aware that, oh, I've seen the Yoru, maybe he's gonna try to clear this with a decoy. Like, if I swing into an angle, you shoot the first thing you see. Yeah, the I mean, Yoru decoy works for that.
1: Now, like I haven't heard
0: anybody outside of me talking about that as being an off nerf.
2: Well, I think a big reason why a lot of people aren't talking about it is because Yoru's like pick rate in pro le- in the pro level is still quite low, and his pick rate in comp is significant. Sorry, is more significant than at the pro level, but he's still far behind all the duelists who aren't named Phoenix. So I think that's why people aren't talking about it, just because you don't see a ton of Yoru.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think bringing it back a little bit, like, Phoenix himself, like, I these these buffs to to Phoenix are, in general, not solving the real problem. But, I think it. I, I'm going to be interested to see how they come out in ranked. I don't think it's going to be um, influential in the pro meta and stuff, but in, in ranked specifically, I think that it will make Phoenix better. Um, that is true. The problem yeah, I sure. find is that maybe this is going to reach a scenario where then Riot thinks, Oh, you know, we've buffed Phoenix enough, right? Where he, he's, slightly better in in ranked but it's not really fixing the real problem it, it's like a it's a faux band-aid
0: yeah i you know like i i see what you're saying and i mean like, go ahead uh well i was gonna say i i think it's a kind of similar where well, you, you could see phoenix in a similar situation to Rana, right right is in which like there's value in ranked play and that just doesn't exist in pro play which as i've stated earlier i'm not the biggest fan of like, I get it at times that that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, it, like, agent's kits are what they are. And so far, the only one we've seen had a actual overhaul is Yoru. Everybody else has just got numerical changes, for the most part. Um,
2: You can throw Viper in there as well.
0: Right. Uh, but, like, again, we're... And, yeah, like, Chase, I, I 100% agree with that idea. And I, I think part of that comes down to the fact that, as you pointed out earlier, uh KO is just a better like Phoenix.
1: Yeah. Uh, like
3: w- Yeah.
0: Like KO does all the things that a pro team would want from a Phoenix. With the perhaps exception of his wall. But we've already agreed that like that's not great. Mm-hmm. Um just like good enough if not just outright better and the big thing is his e is just outright better and his flashes are arguably just outright better and i think most people would agree with that statement. i don't think there's much
2: of an argument i think the right, vast reality. majority of people yeah. would agree i, like,
0: I think yeah. I, I think it's fair to say that ko's e is better than phoenix's ko's um ko's flashes are better than phoenix's now whether ko's alt is better than phoenix's is perhaps
3: debatable, arguable. Yeah,
0: yeah, that one yeah. we can debate because yes, you can get picked up, but you can't use it the same way Phoenix does as a just a W key onto site, right? Because someone does have to pick you up.
3: Those play much yeah, and that, more into an their That's rock counter
2: right there, even though it's yeah. an old, yeah.
0: And like you see a lot of scenarios in in which like the KO does not get revived. Definitely, because it, it's just not viable to revive them. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say people might agree from just a pure entry perspective, Phoenix's alt might be better. But on the flip side, KO's alt gives you suppression. That's so crucial for shutting down pushes, right? Like I, I don't know. I, I think it's just a hard scenario in which you've got um, like kind of somewhat how we were talking about Jet v Chamber. When it comes to what the role is as like an opping agent, because that's kind of what their focus is, is like you, you you've got Ko and you've got Phoenix as similar-ish roles and what they would do on a team. It's just Ko works better because there's more scenarios in which he's viable, and Phoenix does not excel enough in his niche to warrant picking a Phoenix.
3: Yeah, I think to to kind of put a final analogy on this I think that Phoenix needs these buffs and then he needs a brimstone type buff yeah where they add a feature to his to one of his abilities um, which brings him more into a unique role um, where it's not necessarily a complete overhaul but it's a added feature that brings him into the metamorph. Dot. <laughs> okay. I would
2: be very okay with the dot.
3: So we we need to wrap this thing up. Is there something else that we need to talk about in this that we can briefly cover? Well,
1: yeah, patch notes.
3: Two...
0: I, yeah, I was gonna say I believe there is a slight Yoru and a slight Ko change that we can cover pretty quickly here.
2: Yeah, I might not even have you guys talk about the Yoru one, and I'll just mention it and give my quick take on it. So the his, Yoru's ult, the invisibility. Now you get 12 seconds instead of 10 in it, and the uh, unequip time is reduced from 1.2 seconds to 0.8 seconds. And I think that's really nice because it was such a drastic bump up in terms of taking longer to unequip when the Yoru buffs came out that it just feels so awkward popping out of your old, where you're just looking at the enemy for forever to pull out your gun to the point where, unless you think they're really confused and they're not expecting you to be in a certain position you very often just don't want to unult in front of an enemy. You want to unalt behind cover. And having a little bit more speed there is nice. It just makes it feel a lot better. The additional duration's nice too. But moving on to KO, they consider these this quality of life improvements. However, these are definitely also buffs to KO. So first of all, his his mali is reduced from 10 to 8 meters, but in terms of its radius, actually diameter but the damage now doesn't need line of sight, which is interesting because, you know, that was one of the main limitations
3: of his grenade before.
2: Um,
0: yeah, that's fucking huge that it doesn't yeah. need, like, LOS.
3: Yeah, there's not many abilities that don't need line of sight.
0: Like, that is yeah. massive. Because if, if you look at, like, Silva Shockdard, for example, right? Like, that needs LOS.
3: Yeah, I mean, like Killjoy Molly Molly don't. They don't. Viper Molly. Those things don't. Yeah. Which I think is where they're trying to change it to be more in line with those kind of Mollies.
0: Yeah, but like it it functions as a grenade. And now the main thing that I'm going to fight back on here is that is an ability that can break a Killjoy Lockdown.
1: Yeah, and the if you can just mollies,
0: throw it against uh, a wall yeah. on the other side the of the wall. Yeah, the other mollies that we have mentioned cannot break yeah. Killjoy lockdowns. True. It, it functions in game as a grenade. It does not function in game like as a Molly would.
3: Yeah, that's kind of huge. If if there's like a Killjoy I guess if the wall is thin enough for your grenade now to get through it especially with the reduced um, like diameter diameter of it, could you yeah. have just wall banged that wall to kill the killjoy lockdown instead? That's a well, good question. Okay. Yeah, how many but walls there are... would there be that this could go through?
2: Okay. But wall. No, bangs but uh, there
0: there are some that like don't quite work like that. In which like there's a way to get your ko Maui there, but you wouldn't be able to get it line of sight because the killjoy places it on like the other side of this box or like up higher, right?
1: Now, like yeah
3: there could be things. scenarios here that that, yeah. that helps yeah
0: um and also there're just some walls that you can't pen regardless of how thick they are well like a, a a classic one is um uh a like the killjoy attacking you know
3: yeah
0: a guy right like you just can't penetrate that wall
3: but, but a if, like, Molly might right, be able like, to do Molly that, yeah. right on
0: that ground? Like, it's a thin wall. It could reach. Like, I don't Like, again, like, that was something that, like, if you had a lineup, you could get your Molly to break that. Anyway. But, which yeah, yeah, but, it like, lineups... effectively
3: doesn't do very much, except at the lower
0: ranks. No, no, but, like, the other thing, though, is lineups require you to be standing somewhere to do it. Mm-hmm if you throw that that lineup to break that killjoy halt right, n worst case scenario is that lineup requires you to be standing out in the open best case scenario you're behind cover but now they know where the fuck you are in this scenario in which it does go through walls and shit you can throw that from fucking anywhere
2: Well, maybe not literally anywhere, but like okay, you know you like, have a lot more we, options. you have yeah.
0: way more options than you had before when it required a lineup that's
3: true, yeah, I mean I think it's not necessarily about the enemy team knowing where you are because you can always have a lineup from a different spot, like new lineups are constantly being created, but it's more so that you have to be in a position specifically where you have a lineup, whereas now whatever position you're playing, you might you have an easier access. Yeah, to, to, to get him hammer. all right there yeah um yeah i'm i'm interested to see how this will change things or right, is there more to this ko yeah K-O the other yeah, thing yeah, is that
2: is. with the uh ultimate uh now only allies will hear the full channel audio of reviving ko while down and they go on to explain that it's going to be the, basically the same as the spike where if you're on the uh, def- uh, if you're on the uh, the offense and you hear the spike being diffused, you hear the sound of someone getting on the spike, but you don't hear any sound while they're diffusing from there. And that's what they're changing for KO. So you hear someone start to,
3: to res KO. You don't hear when they're sticking
2: the res versus
3: not. I agree that that's like a quality of life change. That's probably good. Um, in In general, I think that these are like quality of life changes that you're like, oh yeah, like that's probably a good thing, like a good change to KO. But then you think, wait, did K.O. need a buff? Right, right.
0: Like, K.O.'s already
3: K.O.'s good. Like, Mm. damn, damn good. Why are they making him better in these ways, right? It's one of those things where it's like, yes, these things make sense. Like, they're rational. But why?
0: I, like, and I'd go as far as to say that. KO is currently the only other agent in the game besides chamber who could probably use a nerf
3: and they're giving him buffs. You like,
0: yeah. And I feel like the reason why this isn't talked about more is because KO's is not as prevalent on, on every map. Um, the same way chamber is. And also to get maximum value out of KO, like you need to be pretty fucking good. Like I, I very rarely run into games in which i like as somebody who just plays ranked i'm just like holy shit this ko is disgusting
3: yeah you have to like be it, you yeah. have to be a damn good initiator to play yeah. ko and like
0: right uh, and there so are some I really like good
3: ones in the pro level right but yeah
0: right and so i feel like at a pro level ko could use a nerf along with chamber and that that's about it i wouldn't say you should nerf anybody else but I, but I do think that Ko is in that territory of maybe you need to scale something back from a pro play perspective, maybe not something that harms his ranked play playability, um, which again might might be kind of hard, and I don't know exactly how you would go about that, but the suppression mechanic is fucking insane. And the what,
1: then give the him mechanic?
0: what?
2: What did you say about right before the suppression mechanic part?
0: Oh, his suppression mechanic is just fucking insane. Oh, oh,
2: yeah, right. Yeah, I would agree.
0: Like, uh, like from a pro play perspective, it's obviously still really good in ranked, but it's insane. Like from a pro play perspective, uh, your ability to just shut down and execute, or shut down anybody's like uh, like a sentinel's ability to deal with you as you get on site. Like for you to be able to just lock that out, and then on top of the fact that now you're giving him what are quote-unquote buffs?
3: It doesn't make it, a lot of sense
2: to it. me.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
2: It's funny. I'm we like, kind of thought that the Phoenix stuff was sort of, you know, nice little changes. And so it's very, very funny seeing a character who's terrible get some nice little, you know, quality of life tweaks. And then to see a character who's fantastic get kind of a similar treatment almost. It's
3: like, uh uh yeah like is a little uh that's weird. interesting why why are you yeah. prioritizing this over doing something with phoenix that's more than some number buffs
2: yeah like i'm yeah. on the valorant subreddit a lot i have i have i don't believe i can remember a single person in the past couple months complaining it sucks so much
3: that ko's nade requires line of sight <laughs> like I, I don't think i've seen that once I've never even heard of that. Like everyone's just like, "Oh yeah, Ko's nade need line needs line of sight." Like there's no, who is who in any world was like, "Oh, you you re- Ko's nade really shouldn't need line of sight." Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't. Now if you said that his nade could wallbang or last damage, maybe I, I I could give you that one.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then hundred- raises nade also has to be able to do that if you're yeah. going to do that, but like a
2: different because is, is a pulse from the ground. So I don't, yeah. I don't feel like raises would have to wall. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it,
3: it comes from being that intermediate between a Molly and a nade that we were talking mm. about earlier, where it looks like a, more of a Molly, but functions like a grenade, as you were saying, Cass, whereas mm. like my initial reaction was like, Oh yeah. Like, oh, like other mollies don't need line of sight. But then as you explained it, I was like, Oh yeah, it is. It's like a grenade. That's very different.
0: Yeah, I I will say currently the top post on the Valorant subreddit is Chamber buff ideas. Um, so right now Chamber's trap. So Chamber buff ideas. ideas? For a buff. Uh, first of all, his trap, he should have three instead of one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is
3: this is not a topic his, we can get into right now. His Cass. pistol
0: should be a minigun.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> as much as yeah, I know, I love talking about more Chamber. Like we really haven't <laughs> talked about Chamber enough this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, just in general.
0: You know, the The only reason why I was bringing that up is, uh, perhaps the average subreddit is not the greatest idea to uh to walk through in terms of who needs what.
2: Cass, you are aware that that post is almost definitely satire, right?
0: What? No, no, this post is completely and totally legit.
2: Yeah, no, that's it, that's that's a bias. I just love the fact that you're like, yeah. oh, look at this satire post. Clearly, we shouldn't be going here for <laughs> any opinions. <laughs>
3: When the
1: next well, one down play- is my yeah.
3: Phoenix buff idea, which is probably not satire. <laughs> on, um, uh, okay, well that that video like that casters played is definitely going to be in the audio of this podcast, so you get a little bit of the uh, uh, of what Cass is watching while not paying attention to what we're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm not paying attention. I'm
0: just yep. watching it too. Uh, basically, to give you guys context, the the Phoenix buff idea is. While during your vault you or while while in your alt you could pick where you respawn. Like at any point in time you could hit a button. I, I don't know what the fucking keybinds would be. but like you hit a button and it's just like, oh, this is where I'm going to respawn when my alt ends. Now at any rate, I don't think Phoenix's alt is the one that's in need of buffs. I think his fucking rest of his kit is what's relevant. So I like I and I, I hate that because oftentimes I see people talking about like, oh, uh, this is my idea to buff Phoenix and they're always just ideas to make his alt better. His alt's yeah. already really fucking good. Yeah. Like that's not the problem. Well, I, do, I do I do like how the many change times around
3: of keeping your shields. But like that
0: Yeah, yeah. That's such Again, a small buff nice. to it that yeah. like
3: it doesn't change Whatever. that's more of a quality of life, as we were saying. But yeah.
0: It happens, like, like, say you're popping off. You get your ult, what, three times a half at most? So, like, six times a game, and that's you doing well and getting kills and shit? And farming orbs? Like, you play so many more rounds than that. Like, I I, I really hate this this thing that comes up when people are just like, oh, like, here's my idea for Phoenix. And submit an idea to change his ult. And I feel like that happens with every character right like when someone's just like oh like wh- like here's my idea to make this character better and then submits an alt change like i feel like the alt changes are for the most part quality of life changes and might slightly increase a character's power level however if a character is bad you need to address their base kit it's not their alt that's necessarily the problem
2: yeah, and along those lines, you know, Brim was still considered not very good before his uh you know, Stim beacon change because the rest of his kit was lacking, not because of a bad ult. I mean the Brim ult has been fantastic
3: from when the game launched through today.
0: Well they yeah. buffed his ult, so now it functions like a smoke.
3: Well it, that was a quality of life thing. It really didn't buff too much. Right. No, no, right. that was a
0: massive buff for Brim ult. It's huge. <laughs> That yeah, that, was, that, put, that brought Brim into the meta.
3: Yeah, I think that was literally a really joke did. that was when that happened we put in the episode <laughs> description. So <laughs> Yep. Way to harken back to that one. Um mm-hmm. okay, let's let's wrap this shit up.
0: Yeah. Wrapped.
3: Wrapped. <laughs> yeah. i like it, it does it feels like we've been going for so much fucking longer than we have. Like I see I see the time that we've actually been recording. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there was another 45 minutes of that that we just yeah, lost. Yeah, like an hour, dude. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. I
2: feel like we still got to some good stuff. Though. No, absolutely.
0: Oh, it, it, it was just a lot, a lot of us talking bullshit about the map that, like.
3: No one wants to hear anyway. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Pearl's in yeah. the game. Yeah. Go Pearl it up. And with that, we'll drink with you later.